Welcome to episode 61 of the Black in Fashion podcast. I know it's been a long time since you have seen us face to face. Everything has been audio. So we're definitely making sure that we're back in the studio and that we're staying safe and that we're social distancing and all of that good jazz. So today with me, I have Mo Glover. She's my guest for the day. Um, Mo um, is a veteran Brooklyn-based fashion designer. She's experienced in working with department store and emerging women's wear brands. Becoming a parent to her son, Zim Zayim, led her to create her own brand, Zayim NYC. She began honing her creative skills studying at the LaGuardia High School of Music and Performing Arts and Pratt Institute, earning a BFA in fashion. Her unique point of view emerged from memories of growing up in Brooklyn, traveling to Europe, Hong Kong, and India. Her style aesthetic includes influences of street style culture, old and new. Young models and style influencers wearing her brand are mentioned on RollingOut.com and Essence Magazine Street Style Met Gala. I'm sorry, Street Style Block Party Blogs. She has contributed costume design for Tata Woods homage to the Met Gala. Oh, I'm working with Tata Wood. <laughs> uh, September 2018, um, diverse fashion magazine covers and Black Panther movie poster. She was inspired to create and represent a Wakanda-inspired kids wear collection at Fashion Week Brooklyn in April 2018. Glover has made it her personal mission to promote positivity, cultural enrichment, and to inspire others of all ages to express their bold and artistic style. I love it. Oh, yes, Tata Wood. Yes. <laughs> I was just speaking with her. She just had like a consultation like to make some of her dresses like uh, in production for oh, the kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the way I like to like let the podcast roll is, um, well, first I like to start with the icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to say this or that, and you just tell me like which one you prefer over the other. Mm-hmm. And then we'll jump right into the questions and get to know a little bit about you and your background and like your journey through the fashion industry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for my thing, it's called this or that. Um, pants or shorts? Pants. Um, vests or blazers? Vests. Mules or wedges? Hmm. Hmm. Mules. Uh, head wraps or um, hats? Both. One or the other. You got to pick one. Um, hmm. Head wraps. Head wraps. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to break the ice a little bit. So now I just want you to uh, just start off by telling us a little bit about your background and like where you're from and like uh, was there like a fuel or series of events that inspired you to lead you to a career in fashion? Um, as you uh, mentioned my bio, um, what I can add uh, along with that is that um, pretty much as, as far as I can remember, I've always um, liked to draw and and was creative and um, I realized I wanted to be a fashion designer when I was nine years old. I was a very old soul, I probably still am, but still but a little silly too. Um, so I was, I'm the oldest of a total of 10 children. So oh, wow. um, growing up, um, I've always pretty much, you know, was the big girl and had to help, you know, with my siblings. So I always wondered, um, and maybe it's watching TV, like we were very, you know, children are impressionable. So, and I love Barbie and Barbie was like a nurse sometimes. And sometimes Barbie was a news reporter and sometimes Barbie was a lawyer. So I said, well, what do I want to do? And so I, you know, pondered that at a very young age. And I was, happened to be watching um, a PBS special um, about a African prince 
who made wardrobe for royalty. Oh, nice. And they showed um, his illustrations, and I said, that is it. That is what I want to do. And so from the age of nine, I just um, tried to hone my skills and figure out how I could do that. Nice. And um, I was lucky enough to, um, in junior high school, have teachers that helped me work on my portfolio. Um, and I got into, for, you know, for a little age, LaGuardia High School. Um, at the time, I did not know that it was the fame school. Uh, so I had also got into art and design and fashion industries. Um, my art teacher uh, pretty much um, just was like, are you crazy? Like, do you, <laughs> if you don't go to that school, I will go outside and fight you myself. You are crazy <laughs> if you don't go to that school. So um, I went to LaGuardia High School and then um, from um, LaGuardia, I went to Pratt Institute and um, got my degree in fashion. Started working the day after I graduated. Amazing. Um, I was interning for uh, Ralph Lauren Children's Wear. Um, I really loved children, Children's Wear. That's what I started out with. Um, then I got, I get bored easily, so I got a little tired of being put in a box. And that is has always been my issue um, through my long career is being put in a box. Mm -hmm. I, I think if you're creative, you should feel, uh, if you want to do whatever you want to do, just do it. Don't feel like, oh, just because I'm a design fashion designer, I can't paint. Or just because, you know, if you're creative, you're creative. Now, some things we may be great at and some things we may not be, but you can do whatever you want to do. I hear that. <laughs> and you can, you don't always have to do one thing. Like, you can do multiple things. Like, you can do this for a couple of years, this for a couple of years. So, and then I feel like that passion changes over time, Absolutely. too. And then you find new things that you're interested in. And, you know, you can start a new venture whenever you want to. Start a new craft whenever you want to. So, I definitely agree with you. Do you feel like that uh, the fashion industry and the jobs that you were in were the things that were boxing you in? Um, I feel that way, and I think it was because, um, you know, I worked for in, in corporate, um, that's how I, you know, I, I'm one of those designers that worked in for big corporations and, mm -hmm. and started that way instead of just, you know, graduating from college and having the luxury of saying, oh, I want to make my own line and just doing that. I needed to take care of myself. I needed a job. I didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth. Mm -hmm. So to me, um, the, the epitome of making it was, wow. I'm like getting a salary and I'm, I'm working, you know, for, you know, these big companies and um, I'm doing what I love. And then um, as time went on, I realized that you're not you're not allowed to be very creative. Yeah. Working for for a lot of brands, mm -hmm. um, especially when they're um, commercial in the middle of the road, um, you know, selling to Macy's or Bloomingdale's. Or whatever. I mean, even I'm sure people in high fashion it's the same thing. If you're not the lead designer, right? And so, um, you know, the, the advantage of it, though, I have to say, is I learned the ins and outs of um, the whole process, um, mm -hmm. from designing to technical to production, and that is definitely something um, you you can't you can't buy. And um, so now that I'm doing my own brand, um, which was eventually the inedible, inedible, and the reason why I say this is because um, these few years um, where I'm actually um, really focused on my own brand, um, I feel the most motivated. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it, I feel like it's, an, it's a part of me. Mm -hmm. And when you feel that way, um, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. Um, because it's part of you and it's what you're putting out there. Whoever receives it, great, and whoever doesn't, doesn't. And I find that p things are resonating more with my design when it's really from the heart.
Gotcha, gotcha. Do you feel like um, education, not even education, do you feel like design school is necessary to be a designer? Um, or do you feel like if you just seek education in other outlets that you'll still be successful? Do you feel like that design school really lays the, the foundation? I and, think this could be a very controversial question. Because <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> Because as um, someone that went to design school and did everything um, accordingly um, and going into my career, I found um, I happen to have um, maybe about my fourth or fifth year in the industry. That's when a lot of celebrities and a lot of um, known people decided they wanted to have clothing lines. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the quote unquote designer sort of was underappreciated and not acknowledged because mm -hmm. Now the face had to be someone that was famous saying that these were their designs when really it was, it's people like me that's doing them. Right. And so it, you know, it's a, it, maybe it's a little bit of ego, um, but it's also, it's, it's pivoting because um, store brand, stores, department stores, boutiques are now telling designers it changed. They're the buyers are the designers yeah, nowadays. Yeah, now the designers saying this is what we want, make it, and this is how much we're going to pay for it. Absolutely. Whereas, you know, in the height of fashion, which I think is probably the 80s and 90s, um, the designer pretty much t told the world, this is what it is. Exactly. Um, and so, um, it's. I think, do you have to go to design school to be a designer? Absolutely not. I think that you can um, learn, you can be apprentice, you can work under designers, you can learn from experience, um, um, but there's a lot of things that may be missed um, going to school, and that really has nothing to do with being inside the industry. It's more dealing with other people, mm -hmm. um, dealing with maybe um, getting assignments up that you don't do not want to do. It's right. sort of learning how to uh, function in a world that's um, you know not necessarily going to hold your hand. Gotcha. Um, and also, you know, it's, you know, the school experience, I would never take it away from the world, uh, for the world. And also, you also are open to other parts of creativity. Uh, me, me having to go into an art school, you know, it's everything about fashion is not necessarily just sewing. It's, it's a lot more than that. It's art. All right. Feel you on that. Um, from my own personal experiences, I mean, of course, I went to design school, too. I was the only black girl in most of my classes. Uh, that's why I got my degree. And then, of course, oh, I didn't even realize you didn't have your headphones on. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I don't feel that it's necessary, you know, to actually go to design school. I do feel that education is necessary and making sure you understand the ins and the outs of the business itself, um, which is where my company comes in place, LC Apparel Consultant. You familiar with my company? Yes. Yeah. So like that is, you know, the courses, the mentorship, the education. So definitely those things are out there. And I'm not the only person who does that. There are multiple ways of finding education opposed to being in the school. Now, when it comes to, I guess, like the working in the industry, I do recommend that people work in the industry to understand, like you said, the ins and the outs and stuff like that. But would you say that it's better to refer people to not necessarily work in design per se, but more so work in product development, work in production, work in tech? I feel that, um, and I want your input on this, I feel that you know we go to design school, we get these degrees in design, and then we feel like we have to work in design. Whereas I, I think I took a different role because I feel like I knew that from Jump Street. Like I was just like, I would never design for anyone that wasn't Collier Bateen. That was my brand. So when I entered the fashion industry, I entered in 
a production assistant position. I never applied for a design position because I was never interested in designing for anyone else but myself. But I still wanted to know the business. So I did product development, I did merchandising, I did production, I did tech, and I did all of those areas to me, which also make more money than design. I feel like designers are the least paid. Um, and then they moved everything so that like now everything is computer generated. So you're like, you're making CADs and whatnot, and you're pretty much sitting at a computer all day, opposed to if you was working in like product development and production, there's a little bit more function there. So do you feel like um, when you do advise or you do go through the education process and you do go to school, should we even be majoring in fashion design or should we be majoring in like product development or like tech or like production? Um, it's funny because um, I, I was teaching, um, before COVID, I was teaching um, at an after school program, a fashion program um, at the Bronx Dance Academy. Nice. And that's the first thing I would tell students when it came to fashion. Um, when I, the first introductory course classes, um, the fact that fashion is not just fashion design. There's a lot of other elements for fashion, whether it's um, being a merchandiser to being a buyer, to being um, actually in edits magazine editorials. You don't mm -hmm. necessarily have to be a fashion designer. But what I can say is, is that, you know, people have to find their niche. People are some people are good at some things and more so than others. And um, being a technical designer is very rewarding. Um, <laughs> the money is great, um, and you're not so em sometimes emotionally involved in the design aspect. Mm -hmm. But um, I think you know there's certain things that designers have that other aspects of the design doesn't, and that's what differentiates yourself to know. Is it, I want, do I want to do design or do I want to be more involved in product development? Um, mm -hmm. The designer is the one that takes the fall. If something's wrong, at the end of the day, it's usually our, it's our fault even when it isn't. Um, and it's certain things, I think it's just the details. It's just the, the epitome of being detail-oriented um, where, you know, like I can tell if something is an eighth of an inch off, the hem is an eighth of an inch off, but maybe they don't. So I think, you know, design is not just about the designer, it's about the team. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, you know, you know, it's just, um, it's so many different aspects in creating um, a line, creating a look. Um, and so, you know, it, it, I just, you know, I think for me, um, what I'm trying to convey at this point is that I just want to say that I feel the fashion designer is very underappreciated. I think that the talent and the skill that it takes because, you know, I love um, Project Runway, but shows like fashion, like um, Project Runway, um, you know, watching television, it makes it seem so glamorous and it's so quick and it's so cookie cutter. And, you know, the designers that actually keep the longevity of it all, understand that it ha you have to truly have some passion to it because there's gonna be times where, you know, people are not gonna relate to what you're doing, but because you love it, you have to continue. Makes sense. Um, would you say, what would you say is the hardest part about breaking into the fashion industry? It's the rejection. Mm -hmm. um, it's, um, um, it, the fashion industry, just like a lot of other, industries just like a lot of industries are about relationships mm -hmm. and so um it's very important to have uh mentors and alliances um to really be able to 
get feedback and to um you know to talk to and just in general because it's it, it has it i mean you don't have to have a lot of relationships to be able to work in an industry but you'll find that um be to enable to move up and to be able to grow you have to form relationships with people that are going to help you do that makes sense have you ever faced any like backlash or adversity in any of your fashion industry positions? Absolutely, most of the time. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just um, I've never, you know, my personality is it's weird. I'm I you I would call myself sort of an introvert extrovert. Mm -hmm. So you know I I'm I was naturally an artist first, and so the fashion design thing. Um, you know, for me, it's the fact that I love the idea of creating looks with mm -hmm. with the art. And there's a lot of, um, how can I say this? Um, it can be a bit political, mm -hmm. um, the way you present yourself, the way you speak. Um, you're, all, you're constantly being judged. So um, that is a part where I struggled with. Um, and also the fact that... Um, the industry, you know, being a black woman in the industry, there are not a lot of uh, bigger companies that have b women that look like me in lead positions. And, mm -hmm. and that is just, you know, what it is. Um, and it may be because the buyers, um, you know, they they want people that look like them. Right. And so I look forward to maybe things um, changing a bit and be a little bit more diversity when it comes to those type of things because um, the black buying power is very strong and um, yeah. Gotcha. That's why we got to keep that dollar circulating in the community. Absolutely. <laughs> so can you tell me, I have a, a segment called it's a success or it's a disaster. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about a uh, maybe a situation where there was at work or in your own company where it may, you know, client, customer, where it may have started off as a disaster and then it turned into a success story and you learned something from it and then you started to incorporate maybe a new um, procedure or policy or anything like that in your business? I learn from all of my mistakes and I make a lot of them. So I'm, I'm not going to even lie about that. Um, but um, absolutely, um, I'm, I find myself to be very much um, an optimist, sometimes to a fault. So um, I think that's what being a, in the fashion in general is about, is to be able to make lemonade out of lemons. Um, you have to make the best of everything because things don't always come on time. Um, you have to be able to work with what you have. So, I mean, I remember there was there a time there was a time where I, you know, I had to travel to India, work for an Indian company, and we had to push the line. And I, it was a terrible. The first time I ever went, um, and I was scared. I had to check in my carry-on, so I ended up going. It was an overnight flight, and I had on a slip dress. That's it. That's all I had on this plane. I missed my connecting flight in France, so I was stuck in France for two days with this same outfit on, nothing. Mm -hmm. And then, so when I got there, they had lost. They had. They didn't have my luggage right away. Oh, Lord. But I had to go, and um, and I. I felt like um, in the factories, the men that were working in the factories weren't really respecting me. Um, but I pushed through, and it, funny enough, I was supposed to leave after two weeks, and I was told at the airport, I was told I couldn't get on the flight. So I ended up staying for, for a whole month. And, you know, from that experience, though, I learned how um, I could adapt um, to environments that I was not familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, and, 
you know, you can pretty much make a whole line in a month and being in the factories and learning hands on how everything is done, whether how the fabric is dyed and how um, the embroidery is done. And you're seeing these people, these mm-hmm. people that are actually behind these, these machines and where they live. And um, it, it's, an, it's, it's an experience being able to travel to, to these factories is something I, you know, I truly appreciate that have given the opportunity to be able to do that. Um, and so I just, I felt like even though I wanted, when I got home, I wanted to kiss the ground. Um, <laughs> it, it made it easier for me to continue to, to, to return and do it again, because you realize all how um, rewarding it is to travel, to actually get out, mm-hmm. see the, the other part of the world and how beautiful it is. That's amazing. And from like all the different things that you've done, like from traveling and like doing different campaigns and being in a part of a lot of different things, what would you say was your favorite thus far? My favorite uh, travel or just my favorite experience in general? Your favorite experience, because I'm also looking at like, I know you did like a lot of traveling and stuff like that, but you were also a part of a lot of different things, like the Essence um, block party and like the Wakanda, like what was your, I guess your favorite project overall, or like your favorite um, like travel experience that may have inspired you to do a project? Um, I have to say that um, I don't particularly have a favorite experience because I'm always trying to top my experience. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely think um, going to India changed me. Um, um, just seeing people that were dark like me, but they were in India and that they their culture was completely different and how beautiful the colors is. Mm-hmm. But one thing I would, I would think um, was a sense of triumph for me was in college. Um, I struggled a bit because I was one of the fashion designers, one of the very few that started in college because I went from actually doing architecture to fashion and not having sewn a lick. Mm-hmm. And so I already had a learning curve. And when I, le- when I left Pratt Institute, um, I had an, our senior year, um, my, my children's wear was on a daily, it was in a daily news and for me, not that I need acclimates, but that made me feel so good that, um, you know, I was at the time, you know, my family, we were living in the projects in Brownsville, Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. I said, look, this Brownsville, Brooklyn girl has, you know, is her picture and her kids clothing is in the daily news. How amazing is that? And so it just, you know, it just shows me that um, if you work hard, you may not get always the results that you expect, but it will always be rewarding. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. So what would you say um, is like essential key things that when you are seeking a career in design or even entrepreneurship are the key pieces of education that you need? Well, you have to be business oriented. You have to understand how a business works. Um, That's something I have to admit was a bit of a learning curve initially because of the fact that I've always been the design person. I don't let someone else do the business, but you have to be able to know how a business runs. And I think that's something that is missing from a lot of design schools that maybe they're now just now incorporating. Um, You have to be able to understand how a business operates, um, what's overhead, um, how to make a profit. Um, And um, another, Quality would be stick it to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to understand that you know you may there may be a few failures 
Um, but in order to succeed, you have to have them. Mm-hmm. And um, just being open, being open-minded, and not and not even though you you um, should stay true to your brand and your dream. Just be open to understand that, and I'm a spiritual person, mm -hmm. um, that maybe God has something bigger and a little different in mind. And it is for any of your best interest. I like that. Okay. So what would you say um, is lacking in the fashion industry as of right now? Hmm. I think there's a, a lack of camaraderie um, specifically from people of color. I think that, um, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, you know, I, I look at designers like Stephen Burroughs um, and Patrick Kelly, and it, it just seemed like it was so, you know, it, I'm sure they had their own struggles, but that's, once again, I keep going back to the, you know, People looked at that and said that is fashion. That is that is they 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 you know contributed to the trend. And I think what I think you know back then the street the people initiated what it was. And I think that may like now it's a little different because it's more about popularity and less about actual skill. Mm. You hit the nail on the head with that one <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So it's like, you know, I think, you know, it was, you know, it's funny. Um, I can use Instagram, for example. I think there was a debate on whether or not to take off the likes. So you can't, so everyone can't see. Mm. And I feel like, I like that. that would be a great, even if it's just I think you can now. I think you yeah. Know, yeah, like right now, Instagram, like I feel like you can only see your, like you can't see everyone else's like. Like you can click oh. on it, but like they don't have the number there. Oh. And I think it's certain ones. Cause I know it's certain people that I go to and then you like see. you can't see anything. You could just see that a whole bunch of people liked it. Let me see. Yeah, see, like, it don't even pop up no more, like, oh, how no. many likes the person oh, has. I didn't know that. Yeah, it just has this, 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 like, literally, that's how it is now, so you can't see it anymore. That makes it more and that's what it should have been. Field. Like, you would actually have to click on it and, I guess, just, like, look and see, and it still don't put the number at the top. I mean, ain't nobody oh, gonna sit here and count this. They did change it. So that was perfect. Yes. Because <laughs> um, I, because I think, unfortunately, when it comes to the masses, um, it's human nature to sort of, um, you know, pivot to what everyone else is pivoting to instead of really seeing you know what's really great mm -hmm. and I think um, there's a lot of underground designers that are not really being put you know in the forefront because of this you know and so you know it'd just be nice if um, you know if people really just truly appreciated um, the art of fashion and style without worrying if Rihanna's wearing it that without worrying oh you know you know, like, let's bring back indiv individuality. I love that. Okay. I feel it. <laughs> I'm like, please, bring it on home. Bring it it's on. hard, though, because at the end of the day, that's sort of the epitome of selling to a lot of people. Like, mm -hmm. the department stores, that's why they have mannequins. Not everyone knows how to put an outfit together. Right. You know? So, that's understandable. But, um, you know, just be nice if people really um, were in tune to what works for them and what they like and that maybe what the next person has on may not look great on them. Right. We don't all have to look the same. That's boring. Thanks. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about uh, Zayim. I'm saying that right, right? Yes. Zayim. Yeah. Let's talk about Zayim a yes. little bit. What is the like the core, you know, the distinct characteristics, the 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 foundation of Zayim, and you know, what do you what do people expect to see with like each collection and stuff? It's funny because um, you know, it's hard to look outside yourself, but you know, um, some of my customers and and friends look at my my pieces and, and then they'll go on the street and say, you know what, I saw something and they remind me of you. So I've said, okay, that's maybe a good thing because now I, I do have a style that people are very, are very much starting to recognize. Mm -hmm. And I think um, with Zaim, um, it's more, you know, I feel like I, I like to gravitate being a parent myself, but also being someone who's still, I think I'm still pretty hip. You know, I'm not the youngest, you know, person out there, but I think I'm still pretty hip in it too. I grew up in a hip hop um, generation. Mm -hmm. So it's more geared towards the parents and the children. So it's creating a nostalgia feeling with parents, but it's recognizable for the children. Love so that. it's something where, you know, it's, it's, I want, it, you know, it's fun. I don't like, um, things to be too sexy for the girls. And I like a lot of the pieces to be interchangeable um, in unisex. I like that. Okay. And how long has Zayn been, um, like how long have you been doing it? Um, I actually started in 2007, but I failed. I And let me tell you why I feel like I failed. And it was a good failure. Okay. I was too, um, my head was too wrapped around working for other brands okay so my design aesthetic looked like wherever i was working oh oh my god same <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people same. can relate to that i was in design school when i was working at banana republic i was in my senior year and my senior thesis sure. was all suiting it was blazers it was pencil skirts it was blouses and stuff and then as i continued to design um i started moving myself into the custom world i think i was working at akira and we had like a lot of um like like the club dresses um, and then like a lot of like special occasion stuff and the stuff that I was making was very similar to what we had in the store. So every time I, I that was a while I was working for Halston Heritage mm -hmm. and I was working for Halston Heritage, same thing, like my silhouettes changed, my things changed, definitely everything that I was doing outside of work, I feel like it translated back to work, which wasn't really my aesthetic, which put me yeah. like all over the place as a designer. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so it's, um, I, I, which is why I feel Zayim really didn't come um, to me where I felt like it, it was getting there until about 2006. And that's when um, I put my collection together for um, to present at Fashion Week Brooklyn mm -hmm. for the first time. I've, I've shown it at Fashion Week Brooklyn a few times nice. and did um, an ad campaign with Janelle Shabazz, who um, I to me, he's the epitome of Brooklyn street style um, and um, and I always I always looked up to him. I love his pictures, and um, it's it was because I feel that I was able to put a bit of my myself into it, my experiences into it, and it's still sellable. And that's something that um, I think a lot of designers struggle with, being able to um, have pieces that. Um, are fun and they, they don't have to be fun not all designs are fun but things that people gravitate towards because they're they still have to be sellable you have to be able to sell it right. so you know 
you if you have all the money in the world, that's great. You can create pieces for the museum. But at the end of the day, <laughs> most pieces designers the like me, <laughs> you know, this is this is something we want to make a living out of, mm-hmm. and we want, um, you know, I don't, I don't think a million people should be wearing my pieces because it's geared to a certain customer. Right. But I want to be able to sell, and people, a lot of people like want to buy it. And so it has to be something that, you know, is sellable, but not, and I hate to use this word, but it's corny. You don't need to make, you know what I mean? I'm like, there's Walmart for that. So mm. you want to have that, that boot. I, I like to have that boutique feeling, but it's very sellable. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, what would you say is like, what was like, I guess like the, well, I know you started it really young, but what would you say is the first item you created and how did it make you feel? You mean a piece of clothing or a... A piece of clothing. Okay. piece of clothing. What was the first piece of clothing that you made and how did it make you feel? Oh, my goodness. That was like... I know it's a long time ago. Back when dinosaurs roamed. Girl, Um, you is not that old. (laughs) Do not do that. You is not that old. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) I guess maybe... What was that piece that gave you a feeling? Like, what did you make that was like, damn. I'm thinking. Wow. This Hmm. I created this. Like, And you still look at it and be like, damn, I made that. Honestly, I think, you know, in college, um, you know, I pretty much, because I, I had a learning curve when it comes to, so came to sewing and tailoring, mm-hmm. um, you know, I did collections and people liked them, but it, I don't think it was until, I hate to say it, but maybe even um, five years ago where I started to make red carpet outfits and say, okay, I'm a designer now. You know, it's so crazy. You feel like you would just be able to say it five years ago as long as you've been designing. Well, I've always been a designer, but meaning I'm actually a, you know, it's hard to explain, but where you... You feel like people, more people know who you are. Is that what it was? Like, was it a validation thing? Was like, you feel like now multiple people can see what I've done and they're flocking to me now. Like, was it more of like a recognition thing? Possibly, maybe unconsciously, because Mm -hmm. I, you know, I started out in an era where we didn't have social media. So, you know, we, everything had to be word of mouth or, you know, might've been in in a print magazine or a newspaper. Mm -hmm. So you had to really grasp and and hustle to get out there. Whereas now, you know, you could post picture, tag someone and, and it may, you know, get a lot of people to look at it. But I think more so like when it came to, um, recently it was only because i feel like um i was i was doing something as a kid that i always dreamed about designing something that someone could wear on a red carpet you know gotcha. um and i'm and i was wearing a lot of them so it's like and, and you are wearing it and you like it so you know i guess i'm a late bloomer with that you can, <laughs> maybe you can call it a little bit of imposter syndrome you know hmm. some sometimes I, I have to say in the past i definitely did um I don't know how to explain this, but I maybe underestimated myself. And now, you know, I'm, I'm maybe having my son has given me the confidence to say, you have all this experience. Don't, you know, don't think you're not good enough. Yeah, sometimes um, it, it takes something, someone else or something else to realize, like, you are the shit. Excuse my French. But yeah, like, and like sometimes um, 
even though we should be like self-motivated like that, sometimes we need that reassurance being like oh dang like maybe I was underestimating myself or devaluing myself and I think that every designer goes to that when they're still trying to like figure it out especially when they um, are getting inspired by so many different things and they're mm-hmm. putting out so much different type of stuff yes. and you get that like I ain't gonna call it a block but it's almost just like who am I as a designer Right. what am I as a designer right. you know and that's another reason I hate to say it I hate Project Runway and that's probably why, because it's like you guys push people to do something that are outside of their comfort zone when they are supposed to hone in on what makes them good. And then they get eliminated because they didn't show enough versatility yeah. and Absolutely. they're not supposed to make everything. And that's why I just don't. Because I remember, you know, when you got out of design school, everyone's question. So you're like, are you going to try out for Project Runway? Have you thought about Project yeah. Runway? And I was just like, I've never had a desire to. I've never wanted to. I, I never did want to because I I'm just like, they're going to make me do that damn unconventional challenge yes. and I'm going to fail. Yeah. And then I'm going to get kicked off for something that I never wanted to do in the first place. So I'm just like, I don't really see that point. Granted, I know it's for like prize money and all that good stuff and the experience and exposure, but I feel like I can get experience on my own practice and figuring out what I want to do. As far as exposure go, I can definitely put myself out there. Maybe not as much, but in so many ways to counter that, um, all the stuff that you do go on there and do. So I don't know. I just was never into it. Like the challenges, like challenging yeah. me to do something that I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I just, I like, and I, I don't know. That's just how I always just like felt about it. Like, what is this? <laughs> it seemed fun to me. I actually did apply, even mm-hmm. uh, even though I'm, you know, a designer who felt like um, it's misleading yes. a bit mm-hmm. um, about, you know, what it takes to be a designer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the opportunity is extraordinary. I, the money. Um, and to be able to, the possibility of doing, launching your own brand. Mm-hmm. Um and show at you know the big fashion weeks right um is amazing and i actually had a work colleague and we we auditioned at the same time um and she ended up trying again and got in so, oh she did she yeah. which, which season you well know, which who was really it remember her um i don't want to say any. Oh, you want to say are you no. <laughs> i'm like if she was on the show everybody know she's definitely on the show oh, okay yeah, she was yeah. on the and show and she wasn't a designer so see there you go she was a merchandising assistant and she learned how to sew and stuff and got on the show she knew how to sew but she was a merchandising assistant interesting she pushed she pushed i did not after the first time i, I got into the, i made it into the room and talked to tim gunn and everything mm-hmm. and i i just felt like i said the wrong thing so mm. that caught me out oh. <laughs> You said something real black? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I definitely did, and sometimes I have a habit of doing that, but I now do that. I I'm, I'm unapologetic about it. Absolutely. But it's funny, the lady, the girl, Laura, the, the pregnant architect, was in mm-hmm. the room, and I could tell she wasn't really feeling me. But mm-hmm. I made the statement of how, you know, fashion really comes from the street, and that, you know, Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that they should get more credit for that. That yep. you know, high fashion is really, you know, street fashion. Yeah, it's being it's really taken from down in the gutter. Yeah, and I like um, that. but I think it's really too. I didn't really fight. I think they wanted to see that it's more about personality. Mm-hmm. So if I had to go back in there, I would definitely have fought. But I'm sort of glad that I, you know, that I went the path I, I, I got. You know, maybe it wasn't meant for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you do take a risk. You would have had to. I would have had to leave my job. I had a great job, and right. I would have to leave my job for a period of time. Designers leave their job for two weeks and they get fired. That's just how the industry works. True. Trendy. <laughs> I like what you said about um, just to go back there. I like what you said about like just being like unapologetically black at all times. Um, even from myself, like working in the fashion, and I 
I worked for Calvin Klein. I worked for Carl Lagerfeld. Like I said, I worked for Halston. I worked for G3 for a long time. I worked for Almost Famous, a lot of different apparel companies. And a lot of times, I was the only black girl. I was in product development management for quite some time. And before that, I was a coordinator and associate. So um, for me, though, I found myself never, ever... And I had someone speak to me about it one time about like the way I talk and stuff like that. I'm like, but the same way I talk at work is the same way I spoke in my interview. So I don't, you know, I know how some people say like in the interview, they, you know, they might change it up a little bit, you know, speak the lingo or like switch it up when you get in interview mode. The way I speak when I'm interviewing is the same way I speak and talk when I'm at work. So there's been plenty of times where um, I think it was a, a, it was an Asian or a white colleague who commented on my hair and my hair color. And I think she said something about, she's like, I don't know if I'm feeling, I don't know, maybe I have red or brown, I don't know. She's like, I don't know if I'm feeling a red. I was like, I don't know if I asked you your opinion. I, you know, someone, being <laughs> someone that changes their hair every I mean, week, mm-hmm. I, the comments really started to get to me about mm-hmm. like, oh, is that your real hair? Or is that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, do you, like, you know, do you have anything better to talk yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, and so, and I, and, but for me, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I got comebacks. I got come back like that. So I'm like, I don't think I asked you what you thought. I don't think I like your outfit. You know what I mean? So he was like, I didn't mean for you to get offended. You didn't have to get aggressive. And I hate that word. Yeah. I'm not getting yeah. aggressive. I'm responding to yeah. what you said. Yeah. And if there's a little bass in my voice, that's just how I talk. I talk like this all the time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have to, I wasn't defending myself. I feel like it was another situation when somebody else called me aggressive. Oh, she said my personality was a lot for some people. I said, that sounds like a personal problem to me. Agree. That don't have nothing to do with me. If you're intimidated, she said that some people might be intimidated by my personality. That has nothing to do with me. It's them. That's some insecure sh- yeah. shit on your end. But like, I'm, I'm in a group, not in a group, I'm in a work office full of grown ass women. If you are intimidated from the way that I speak, you got it's something that you got to figure out on your end over there. But I spoke like this in my interview. I speak like this every day. I don't know. Like, But I'm not gonna change who I am. I am unapologetically black at all times yeah, I don't um, care what you think I think that um, you know if you conform you become resentful Facts. so um, you know there's times where I would have to so- feel like I had to soften up what I'm saying or wait or stop and think of what I'm saying first because they're, oh they're going to think I have an attitude but then when you look at it I would look at it and say well if I didn't look the way I did and looked like someone off the complete opposite and mm-hmm. said the same thing, would they have perceived it that way? And no, absolutely not. Right. And so unfortunately, that's, that's sometimes what we have to go through, um, you know, dealing with personalities and dealing with, um, and I, you know, I'm going to just put it out there, white women tears. Woof. Bye. Privilege. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> That's how I feel because I did. I had a couple of situations with coworkers where one was crying and stuff like that. And I just wanted to be like, "Oh my god, seriously!" Like, and nobody's some of the silliest shit ever, you know. But I'm just like, "This is crazy." <laughs> yeah, I definitely had a caring uh, situation myself where, you know, we just had a disagreement. I asked her not. She came over that felt the need to tell me to do something, and she wasn't my boss. And I said, "You're not my boss. Don't come over here." And she literally kind of was taken aback and acted like I was um like you had wronged her in some way Ooh, and I looked at her I was like you cannot pop you can't be serious like really <laughs> like and then she went you went and told on me like what did I do to you like except tell you something about yourself and you couldn't handle it right they don't like that they don't like that at all <laughs> well with all your accomplishments and everything that you've done thus far what can we expect to see next from you um I'm just gonna constantly just keep topping myself Mm-hmm. Um, working on being a better businesswoman, growing my line, um, and that's something I'm really excited about. I have a lot of projects 
in the work, even through all of this um, health crisis this year. Mm -hmm. um, I had a really good time to sit back and really hone in on um, and focus on what was important and what was the best way uh, to push forward and to mm -hmm. succeed. Um, so, um, you know, I'm finding um, new relationships. I'm aligning uh, myself with uh, really good people and great creatives. So I have quite a few projects in the works, hopefully, um, that will be shown, if not fall towards the end of the year, that I'm really, really uh, super excited about. Nice. All right. Well, it was great having you. Thank Thanks you so, so much for, for joining me. me. If you just want to throw out your social media handle <laughs> so they know where like to follow you and where to get in contact with you. Thank you. Um, my um, IG is uh, ZYEM under slash NYC. Um, the clothing brand page is at ZYEM Kids. The website is www.ZYEM.com. All right. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. me. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out.